Well, welcome to Shout Out Patriots. I'm Martin Moyer, your host, and uh, got a group of people with me today, and I want to introduce them in just a second. But I want to start off by talking about an incident that happened a couple weeks ago to an elderly woman. She's 84 years old. She only stands five feet tall. She's 120 pounds, and she lives in Lake Odessa, Michigan, and she decided to canvass her neighborhood in opposition to the state's ballot proposal three, which is a pro-abortion ballot, and she wasn't happy about it. So she thought she'd go talk to her neighbors to convince them to vote against it. She was handing out literature, and she came to the home of a couple, Sharon and Richard Harvey. And as she was talking to the wife at the home, the woman became very belligerent about this elderly woman at her doorstep, and told her that uh, she had to leave. She had to get off her property. And uh, the woman, Joan Jacobson, the who is a nurse, a retired nurse, decided that she would leave. And as she was leaving, a shot was fired in the air. She heard the shot. And apparently, the woman's husband said he was firing a warning shot. We don't know why. He doesn't say why. But then he fired another shot, and it struck the elderly woman in the back, and it went out uh, her front. Uh, she was quite surprised by that, and uh, she actually went to the police station. I'm not sure why she didn't go to the hospital, but she actually went to the police station, and the gentleman, the Mr. Harvey, was uh, arrested afterwards. And uh, so he claims that he accidentally shot this woman. I don't know how you accidentally shoot someone. Mm. Uh, you know, the gun has, you know, a barrel on it. You know where it's pointed to. You know where the woman's standing at. And you just fired what you call a warning shot. And then all of a sudden, the next, I guess, warning shot, you know, manages to hit her. So joining me today, and I'm going to let uh, every one of our guests introduce themselves. I want to start with Pastor Jason Bender. Introduce yourself. Hello, Patriots. Good to have you with us. I'm uh, Jason Bender, Pastor of Patriot Church. Patriots. This is Alec Rooney. I'm the uh, news ne- news editor at uh, Christian Action Network and for Shout Out Patriots. Hey, Patriots. I'm Michael Moyer. I am the producer of Shout Out Patriots. And David Carroll. I'm David Carroll. I'm chairman of Christian Action Network, and uh, well, thank you for joining us. I want to laugh here, but it's tragic, right? So uh, you're canvassing neighborhood. You're 84-year-old. You're, you only weigh 120 pounds. You're obviously not a threat to anyone, correct? All she's doing is trying to convince people not to vote for a particular ballot measure. And the owner of the property, the Mrs. Harvey there, uh, orders her to leave. She tells this elderly woman, uh, Joan, that she's going to call the police if she doesn't leave. She's leaving. She gets shot in the back by her husband. And no one calls the 911. And it sounds like this husband went to the Alec Baldwin School of uh, Gun Safety. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought the first time I shot someone. So does anybody really believe that he accidentally shot her, right? Because if you're going to admit you fired a warning shot, what was the second shot supposed to be? He's not saying, other than he accidentally shot her. Right, he he gave himself away with that first shot. And Marty, like you said, it is... Sadly, it is funny, but it is very tragic, so we don't want to laugh here because a woman got shot in the back. But why does it surprise us, right? These are the same people that are okay with murdering babies, human beings in the womb, 
and they don't care if they're going to kill people on the streets. You know, what's what's the difference here? I'm just impressed that this woman could actually go to the police station instead of a hospital after getting shot in the shoulder. Right. <laughs> hospital would have been her, her first status thing. now, do we know? Uh, I presume it wasn't too bad a wound if she... I'm not sure exactly what her status is. Um, this incident happened after Joe Biden stood before the nation mm -hmm. with a blood red background, and he accused uh, mega Republicans of being a threat to democracy, that they had no respect for constitutional law, and they had no respect for the rule of law. And before that, he had called them semi-Nazis, right? So you got the president of the United States almost saying, look, these people are a target now. And if you want to shoot them, you know, go ahead and shoot them. Uh, I've been around for a long time in my 68 years. I'll be 69 next month. And I don't recall ever, you know, in all of politics, people starting shooting each other because someone comes to your door and says, please don't vote for something. Right. So something is inspiring this because it's not just her, right? So in North Dakota, you had a 41-year-old man uh, his name was Shannon Brandt, intentionally running over a Trump supporter because he thought that that particular Trump supporter was a, from a Republican extremist group. Right. This happened a couple months ago, or a couple of weeks before the lady, right? Uh, it, this one happened on September 21. And uh, I'm not sure exactly what the date. I think the uh, lady got shot after uh, the North Dakota you know, hit, hit run, you know, kill a Trump supporter incident. Right. I mean, that one happened like right after uh, Biden's speech, if well, I'm not people, mistaken. The, the left are furious. I mean, they're furious over how Biden is screwing up. Uh, they're furious about Roe versus Wade. And they're furious after they watch the news. And the whole Bi Biden red background speech thing was only to capitalize on, on that and and inflame it. And this is the kind of behavior that they're encouraging. They want this to happen. Sunnis and Shiites kind of stuff. It's like Saddam Hussein dividing his country to, to control it. I think it. Biden's intentionally trying to put a target on the back of conservative Americans. You know? Now, last weekend, four churches in Humboldt County, California, were all vandalized. And Michael, can you throw a picture up there of the vandalized church? There you go. That's one of the vandalized churches up there by Antifa people. And uh, it said all of these churches to kill mega, kill mega supporters. Mm, kill mega pigs is what it says. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, also on October 6th, in the same state as uh, the elderly nurse, a couple had their home uh, vandalized, their car vandalized, their driveway vandalized. And here are some pictures of that uh, with yeah. the words Antifa targeting all Trump Nazi scum. Where did that happen now? That happened in Lansing, Michigan. Oh, so it's not... It looks like the same handwriting as the Humboldt County thing, yeah. almost. <laughs> looks like a lot of the Antifa have uh, the same handwriting. They all saw the same example picture. Here's how you do it. Uh, I don't know. The church looks a little bit... Uh, okay, that's more uh, block letters. But yeah, it's red yeah. spray paint. It seems to be kind of a... Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, Marty? All these all these things that you're bringing to light here, this is the reason why we have this show, isn't it? Right? Because yeah. there's an inciting of violence. They want the MAGA Republican, the conservative Christian to be quiet. And we have a show called Shout Out Patriots because we're saying we're not going to be silent. We're not going to be quiet. 
we don't care what you bring. You can bring your little spray paint. You can try to incite violence and try to intimidate. But the true conservative, the true believer of, of Jesus Christ, disciple, is going to stand. And we got to stand tall at this hour. Yeah, well, you know, I think there's a strategy in the White House to demonize Republicans. And look, you know, I, I think anybody with any common sense can see some of the statements coming out of the White House and understand that's exactly what they're trying to do. Yeah. So let me read to you a comment from Biden advisor Keisha Lance Bottoms. And here's what she said about mega supporters. This mega Republican agenda is a very dangerous agenda. And what we see again with this mega Republican agenda is an effort to disrupt our democracy. I think it will always be important to call out any effort there is to destroy, essentially destroy the United States of America. And she goes on, believe it or not. But when you have a mega Republican agenda that has no respect for the Constitution, has no respect for free and fair elections, then it's important for all of us, not just the president, not just for me, but for all of us to call it out for what it is. It is a danger to our democracy. It is a danger to our way of life. I mean, this woman is basically trying to paint you as some sort of, uh, you know, serial murderer here. It's well, total doublespeak. It's, um, they're, ex they're accusing the other side of exactly what they're doing, which is just something Democrats have always done. Well, you know what this tells me is that this lady is speaking to idiots. You know, she's not she speaking she to is. anybody who yeah. actually knows the truth or does research or pays attention to the news or yeah, anything like that. She is speaking to the ill-informed people out there. Well, no, I think you had it right the first time. She's speaking to idiots, and that's the problem, right? Because you got Black Lives Matter idiots out there. you got Antifa idiots out there that are hearing these vile words said against Republicans. So it's not just harmless. Oh, an idiot heard it. These are very violent idiots who will run you over with a car, who will vandalize your home, who will shoot you in the back. David, you have a comment. Yeah, the real problem is, of course, the White House. It's Biden. And, and if we had a competent president, even a competent Democrat president, he would look at speeches that he's handed and he would object to those that are wrong, that are bad. But this guy lacks the ability to see what he's doing, to understand what he's saying. He's just doing whatever his handlers tell him. A competent president keeps his handlers in check. A competent president doesn't have handlers. A competent president runs his office. And that, I don't think, is what's happening. Yeah, well, that's if the uh, Biden actually wants America to do good. From what I can tell, it looks like that he wants to destroy America. He wants to take every bit of America's wealth and transfer it to himself, and he doesn't care about who gets hurt along the or way. And this party. is a yeah. really fast way of doing it. It's that's just to move, move it along. Yeah, that's right, Mike. I mean, there's no doubt that Biden and this evil, wicked left, and Tulsi Gabbard, she called them elitist cabals, because that's what they are. There's no doubt that they intentionally want to destroy this country. You know, I, I was listening to a guy, he was a pastor, just talking about the, the horrors of the left and, you know, just saying in a year, look at what Biden's done in this country. Well, I mean, if he's been doing it intentional, you know, there's, there's no doubt that he's going to continue to try to destroy us. And, 
you know, you have people like Tulsi Gabbard who's saying, look, I don't want to be part of this Democratic Party. This isn't the Democratic Party of our our grandfathers and our father. I mean, this is in, in 2022. This is an evil party. They're wicked. Uh, Alec, do you have that quote from Tulsi? Yeah. She, when she she tweeted uh, her tweet is worth reading, Marty. I'd like to go um, ahead. This is what she said when she left the Democratic Party. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that is now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoke anti-white racism, actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms, are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, demonize the police and protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, believe in open borders, weaponize the national security state to go after political opponents, and above all, dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Well, that's a great quote. And how she was a Democrat, I don't know, but she isn't anymore. Well, she definitely has some Democrat policies, especially like gun rights and yeah, things like that. But that there. the fact that she is not on the conservative side and we can agree with her and actually work with somebody like that, it shows that uh, one side is uh, working for the betterment of the country and the other side is working to destroy it, in my opinion. The Democratic Party just lost like its only... Like Same person. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. It show, like you're saying, Michael, it shows that this woman has some sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, wait, before we uh, get too far from this, congratulations, Michael. You are a first-time father. You had yeah, a baby Michael, last week. Congrats. Yes, I do. Whoa. I have a beautiful little baby boy. Yeah. Thank you. He is. He Thank is. you. Now, we have not had a show. This is a, like uh, the fourth three, week, yeah, fourth right? Week. Yeah, we missed three shows, and yeah. now this is the fourth week because uh, everybody... Almost everybody here got COVID. My entire Christian Action Network <laughs> office got COVID. And uh, so it kind of went around our office. And then as we were all recovering from that, uh, Michael decided that, uh, you know, and Carmen, his wife, to have a baby. But then uh, Carmen had some medical problems after that. Many. And uh, we all prayed for her. And uh, even right now, she's in the hospital. She uh, is. to go back to the hospital. She is. She's so, you know, everybody's that. listening in, you know, uh, keep her in your prayers. So we had a rough time trying to get this uh, next show underway. And, uh, but, you know, a, a new life is born into the world. And congratulations, yeah. Michael. I'm a grandfather because Michael's my son. And so everybody's really excited about all this. You know, I also want to bring up uh, Hillary Clinton because I, I just love reading this quote. And I'm sure there's an audience out there that believes every word of it. But uh, she compared uh, Trump supporters to the Nazis. And I want to read to you all and people listening and joining in what she said. I remember as a young student, you know, trying to figure out how people get basically drawn in by Hitler. I, I'm sure as she was a young student, she was wondering that, right? Okay. How did that happen? I'd watch newsreels and I'd see this guy standing up there ranting and raving and people shouting and raising their arms. I thought, what's happened to these people? You know, has she ever been to a football game? You know, this is what people do when they're excited. It's not, you know, you're a Nazi simply because you throw up your arms and you start cheering. Anyway, back to her quote. You saw the rally in Ohio the other night. Trump is there ranting and raving for more than an hour. And you have these rows of young men with their arms raised. I thought, what is going on? Um, 
Mm. But here's what got all those people excited at the Trump rally. Here's what Trump said. My fellow citizens, this incredible journey we're on together has only just begun. And it is time to start talking about the greatness of our country again. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious American nation. That got people excited. It gets us excited, right? Absolutely. And if you get excited about loving your country, about pulling this country together, uh, somehow you're now a Nazi, you know, to Hillary Clinton. Well, you notice that there was no demon in that statement. There was no, this is who the problem is. It is saying that we are all one country and we are a great country instead of having something like we on the Democrat side are the best people and everybody else is trying to destroy us. Right. And the, that's what Hitler did. Right. right. And uh, Hitler also, of course, singled out a group as demonic and a threat and tried to isolate them and incite violence against them and did quite a bit of that and ended up exterminating six million of them. Mm -hmm. So who actually is acting like the Nazis. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and Marty, I better hope that she doesn't come to my church because a lot of us during worship, you know, we put our hands up. Right. Because, oh. you know, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. So <laughs> she'd probably look and say, man, all these are, are neo-Nazis here. Yeah, they're doing church. the double seek. Actually, what they're <laughs> going to say is, or what she would interpret that is, is Jesus Christ is a Nazi. Because all these people are clapping yeah. and cheering and yeah. giving worship and bowing down <laughs> to this leader. Yeah, right. that's behind closed right. doors for her right now. Eventually, that will be... So he must be a Nazi. Yeah. Hillary is so far past your expiration date that, uh, well, I, well can't believe, I can't believe they still trot her out here there to do this stuff. Some think she'll, she's going to run again. What do you all think? I hope so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope she continues her flawless track record of losing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not yeah. quite flawless. I hate the prospect of that woman having any kind of control over any decisions no, or any kind of she's... things I have going on in my life. So, <laughs> All right. So after Biden demonized the Republican Party, basically, and saying that uh, these people are against democracy and against the Constitution, against the rule of law, a woman in New Jersey, her name is Lisa Gallagher, got a visit from the Federal Bureau of Investigation Three armed FBI agents showed up at her door because they had a tip. And that tip was she attended the January 6th rally. <laughs> now, they didn't get a tip that she went into the Capitol. They didn't get a tip that she did any violence. They didn't get a tip that she did any damage. Just the fact that she attended the rally. Now, they want to make it appear as if you go to a Trump rally, you are somehow a possible criminal and need to be investigated by the FBI. But what makes this story even crazier is Lisa Gallagher never even went to the rally. This was an anonymous tip that was given to the FBI. So that tells everybody else out there, the FBI is sending a signal, you don't like your Trump neighbor? Uh, you don't like that Trump friend? Then give us a tip. And all you have to do is say, whether he went there or didn't go there, whether he just stood on the lawn during the rally or went into building, it doesn't matter. Just tell us that that person attended that rally and we will show up at that door. And hassle them. And we'll hassle them and we'll make sure other Americans out there hear this story 
yep. and put the fear of God in them of attending these mega Republican rallies or even perhaps a Christian rally. It doesn't matter. They're going after all conservatives. It's just next. not mega Republicans. Yeah. yeah, well, that's another one of those things that are looking awfully Hitlerish to me. You know, if you're not on that side, we will use our forces to come after you. And it'll be illegal. And you can denounce your neighbor and get us to go after your neighbor, too, if you don't like your neighbor. And that that happened locally, too. You know, there were a couple buses that were going to go to D.C. And, um, you know, even people who didn't go on the bus, who were signed up to go, this woman, this local leftist here in our area said, I want those people to be dismembered. I mean, hmm. That's how much they, they hate you. If you even think about Trump, if you even talk about Trump, if you even wow. think about going on a bus to go to uh, the January 6th. So thing. like quartered. She wanted those people to be quartered or something. Like as, as in like have their dismembered, not cut apart. Yeah, dis, yeah <laughs> not dis, just like dismembered not, was the term that she out used. of something. Wow. Not, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the that's the mindset of these people. Um, and uh, if if they do suffer big losses in November, um, you're going to see it amplified, I think. Well, it brings up to mind what you just said, Alec, that Hitler was up there and he decided to demonize a certain section of society. Very successfully. But, and not just Jews. He went on, you know, once he got the Jews, and then he went after the gays, gays and he went after others, right? Gypsies. And that gave him a license because now he had the people behind him to exterminate these people. And you could almost see that is what their goal is, right? It's the exact they, same mindset. They want us dismembered like that lady who called in the tip that these people were on a bus ready to attend the rally. And somehow to her, that was committing a crime, something the police needed to deal with. In the book 1984, the the much cited George Orwell book, there's something that happens in Oceania and where the book is set called that the government sets up. It's called the two minutes hate. And everybody gets together, whether they're at work or at home or, you know, at restaurants, whatever. They all get together and they look at the telescreen and they show the, 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 the face of Emmanuel Goldstein, who is the fictional, just he's like the Donald Trump of that world. And they try to just and everybody just screams in rage for two minutes. And then they all pat, pat each other on the back and then they go back to. <laughs> that really does sound like yeah. something that they would do. So they're, they're almost having the two minutes hate hates already. That's what Biden is uh, is whipping up. Yeah, yeah, so here's what Lisa Gallagher, the lady who had the FBI show up at her door, thinking that she was at the Trump rally. Here's what she told Tucker Carlson. She said, I was terrified. I called my husband. I was crying. My knees were shaken. And even though I knew I had done nothing wrong after seeing Joe Biden's speech the night before, I thought, oh, my God, this is political. She doesn't need to think it. She can know it. It was political. Absolutely political. This is the one who had the FBI show up at her house. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, she showed up at her house, and, and she wasn't even accused at of the going rally. to the rally. You know, two hundred fifty thousand people there. <laughs> yeah, you That's know, has, has the FBI showed up at uh, Hunter Biden's house yet? Hmm. Yeah, we're, we're counting down the minutes. I right. mean, uh, yeah, I saw to protect well, here, them for something. Here's <laughs> even a better question: Have you seen any reports of the FBI showing up at anybody's house? who set fire and vandalized pro-life clinics this past summer? What's happening to those people? Why isn't the FBI on them? Why aren't they raiding their homes? Why aren't they hauling them in? I haven't heard of a single case of any of these people being investigated, hunted down. I mean, according to the FBI logic, 
anybody that was even on the sidewalk that day then near that clinic should be investigated by the FBI. If all you have to be is in the general area of the rally and you can be investigated by the FBI for what some other people did going into the Capitol, then why isn't everybody, why aren't they, you know, pulling out the civilians cameras? Let's get the photos of everybody that walked up and down that sidewalk that day and let's go investigate yeah, them. That's a lot of people. It is. So we know what they're doing. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's sad that we now we're living in a progressively more lawless society. You know, that's what Joe Biden and uh, his minions are looking to do. But then furthermore, I mean, I was reading this story on, on Fox news digital where a service member was saying that, uh, you know, patriotism and American values are no longer appreciated or expected in our American military. So it's bad enough that there's no law here, but who's protecting our borders? You know, what if we, we get attacked by, you know, Russia, China, whoever? You know, we've gone so woke that we can't defend our country. Well, did you see the, uh, the um, recruitment numbers for this past, uh, I guess, year of recruitment? Uh, they, they, are, they are well below like that. I mean, it, it, it was absolutely horrible with recruitment, and it's just going to stay that way. David? I mean, the, uh, the military is now talking about, about uh, a draft again, uh, which haven't needed for uh, how many years? 50 years almost. That's crazy. That is insane. Come well, on, these young kids don't even know what the word draft means anymore, right? <laughs> they haven't seen it. Those they don't know like what the... a draft is. What's well, a draft, draft beer. Yeah, they, yeah, draft beer. That is. Yeah, that and then the, a draft is is when the wind blows up the drag queen's dress in today's oh, yeah, society, right? right? <laughs> but here's what's crazy, guys, is that, you know, this word patriotism, right? I'm, I'm proud to consider myself a patriot. And one of the, the terms of a patriot is somebody who's going to defend their country against evil. Right. So if you're a service member, if you're in the military and you say, I don't expect or even appreciate patriotism, who's going to defend this country against evil? What are you? Yeah. What, what are you doing in the military? Yeah. And those recruitment recruitment numbers sound like the Chicago Police Department. Now, you know, um, I should have uh, uh, for the wrote same this reason. down, but I read an article today where someone from the Heritage Foundation. So the Her Heritage Foundation is a well-known conservative think tank in Washington, D.C. And this person said, the new religion of America is the LGBT. That's what it is. Everything goes by what the LGBT wants you to think and do. And when you look at what's going on in the military and all the wokeness and all the pro, you know, LGBT flags flying over the embassies and whatever, you can see that that is kind of the religion that they're expecting. If you join the military, that's what you're fighting for. You know, you're not fighting for God and country anymore. You're fighting for the LGBTQ mentality. For the transocracy. And just about everything from the woke culture is birthed out of the LGBT movement. That's where it got its start. That's where it came from. And I have a, a new pamphlet out, kind of like a mini book called Stolen Rainbow that details this information. And, uh, you know, so hopefully one day we can bring that uh, book up here on the show and talk a little bit about, about that. But uh, people need to understand that where is all this coming from? Where did it originate from? Who is actually behind there pushing it? And it is the LGBTQ movement. 
they're the ones that are pushing this stuff. Right. So a leading pollster came out, and here's what he had to say, and he's from the Telfogger Group. His name is Robert Cajale, I guess is how you say his name. But uh, he said, don't trust the polls. Don't trust the polls right now because they're out huh. there, they're polling people, and Trump supporters are not taking part of the polls. They're not, not even answering the phones. And if they do answer the phones, they're not giving them any answers because they're afraid. Now, he calls them the shy Trump voter. That's what the polling companies are now referring to these Trump people. Shy Trump voter. A.K.A. the silent majority. But exactly. you know what? Yeah. It's not the shy Trump voter. It's the scared Trump voter. That's what it That's is. That's who it is. So let me read to the you. The smart Trump voter. His uh, quote that he gave. All right. So Robert Kelly of the Trafalgar Group says that calling Trump supporters semi-fascist will make polling even harder. In 2016, he says, Trump supporters were called deplorables and other unflattering names. This was a major contributor to the shy Trump voter, phenomena, that most polling missed, which resulted in a major loss in public confidence for polling flowing from the election. Now the Biden administration has essentially classified mega-Republicans as a threat to democracy, marshalling federal law enforcement to focus on them. This move has created a new type of voter that will be even harder to poll or even estimate. These people aren't putting stickers on their cars, signs in their yards, posting their opinions, or even answering polls. At this point, I think it's fair to say that Biden's pursuit of, a, of and attacks on mega-Republicans has created an army of voters who will be virtually impossible to poll even for us and more difficult still to estimate. So, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, so you, the, the whole gamut here is, is Biden's got his liberal wacko friends so riled up with the hatred that he's spilling out on mega Republicans and conservatives that conservatives now are afraid to put yard signs up. They're afraid to put a sticker on their car. They're afraid to announce who they're voting for. They're afraid to even take a poll and won't even answer the call anymore. Well, now— the good news for us is that uh, this is the one, you know, shining light that I see out of this. So I've been reading all these polls recently that say, oh, you know, the tide is turning. You know, the Democrats are now, you know, edging up to maintain both control of the House and the Senate. Things are looking brighter for the Democrats. Then you read this and you go, oh, well, great. You're just going to think that so you can be very disappointed in the beginning of November when you find out that it was a landslide against you. And so for that brief moment, that brief moment, that brief month and a half, you got to think we're going to stay in power and joy just fills your heart. You got all excitement with your new found power that you're going to have and new bills you're ready to introduce and cram on the, on the public only to find out that it was a dream that turned into a nightmare. And, and, you know, they probably don't even recognize what they're losing. I mean, originally, and a lot of the times, polls are really used for candidates to know uh, what kind of topics and, and what kind of solutions voters actually like and uh, maybe change their policies accordingly to uh, gain more support. And now that is no longer an option when you don't have people willingly taking polls 
Yeah. Know. Well, we talked uh, briefly about this a couple episodes ago when we talked about how the Congress is ready to pass a sex survey bill in which the feds and some 120-some mm. agencies will now ask you what your sexual preference is. And we all know that a lot of heterosexuals out there are going to say, I'm not taking part of that poll. But the gays are going to take part of the poll. So now those numbers are going to look even brighter and half heftier for how many gays there are in America. And it's a way to skew all the numbers. But the liberals will believe those numbers. And they're going to think through the polling that they're winning, that they're winning over the American public. The public is on our side. And they're going to keep espousing this nonsense. But the only time they're going to find out it's a lie is on Election Day. We can't let that happen. We can't let the lie just live on for 11 months, 11 and a half months. Mm-hmm. Until Election Day, where they're proven wrong once again, because a lot goes on during those 11, 11 and a half months that is not good for us. Unless election theft becomes so common that, that it uh, doesn't matter. Right. That this <laughs> is just uh, the, all this phony polls and phony news is just something that helps to augment the election fraud and and make the false results seem legitimate. Right. Hey right. guys, let me let me see what you guys think about this because I'll tell you this and I believe this wholeheartedly. If you are a MAGA Republican or whatever they want to call us, you're not going to be a sissy when it comes to a poll. You know, if you're a Los Angeles Raider fan or you know whatever they call these football, you know, there's so much changing with with ball teams, sports teams nowadays, but you you get it. If you're a, a Liberty Flame fan, whatever, you know, if there's opposition, if there's an opposing team, you're not going to be silent. I remember when I grew up in South Florida, we'd go to a Miami Hurricane game and we played FSU or the Gators. People would be ready to fight because you oppose their team. So if you're a true MAGA Republican, you're a true Trumper, you're not going to be afraid to answer a question. You're not going to be afraid to put a yard sign or put a, uh, a sticker on your car. You know, I still have my my Trump sticker, you know, from... 2020 and it's it's not going to go i'm not going to yeah, be but, intimidated but you're rare you're rare i but, mean but, but that's what i'm saying but that's, talking, not, that's not american people but if we're talking about maga right the right the 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 hitler the neo-nazis <laughs> right those of us who are claim the white supremacy the white i mean right. those people are going to to the death they're going to be passionate about it and so so this is a message for anybody if you are scared stand up at this hour shout out as a patriot because that's the problem is that is that the more they silence our voice, the more we're going to shut down, and it's going to look like they're winning. But we we have a bigger voice than they do. We just got to realize it and speak out. David, you have something. Yeah, it seems to me that uh, this is a lot different from a football game. And if people are afraid, if they have a Trump sticker on their car or a Trump uh, a Trump sign in their yard, that the FBI is going to come, why they they're not going to do it? I mean. They may be passionate about it, but they don't want to have their family see them handcuffed and taken downtown merely because somebody might say, oh, it's a Trump sign. Maybe they were at the January 6th rally. No, I, I, I don't think that, I think that the, what's going on is, is an attempt to silence, and we hope it's not going to silence people at the ballot box. I don't think it will. You know, there's a uh, dating app out there called The Right Stuff. And uh, it was created by, I guess, one of the founders of PayPal. What was his name? Peter Thiel or something like that, right? And uh, 
So the idea behind the dating app is that it's called the right stuff, meaning that if you are a conservative Republican, you have an app that you can go to and hopefully meet other conservative women out there. I understand the app's not doing that well because it's mostly filled with guys right now. Uh, however, <laughs> it's being alleged and uh, by some of the users of that app uh, that the FBI has hacked into the app with this question. January 6th was dot, dot, dot. And depending on your answer to that, you'll get a call from the FBI. So wow. there are people out there that are putting up on Twitter who use the app saying, I answered that question, and the next thing I know, the FBI is calling me. Hmm. The, the oversight, something that they really <laughs> don't even have a right to call you over. Right. Your they're opinion. just looking for a date. <laughs> They're just looking for it. They just want to take somebody to TGI Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> FBI Fridays. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, uh, hey, I'm on a Republican site. There's Republican girls out here. You know, it's the right stuff. You know, these are strong conservative women out there. So January was, mm. was it was, you know, a legitimate protest against, you know, a fake election. They're saying it so they can attract another girl. Next thing they know, they attracted the FBI. Maybe a female agent came we out. We need to come up with a good the wrong answer, type of girl. answer to that question that people can all put in there. Like it was a rally. It was a convention for gay FBI agents. Well, no, the answer is it's the perfect date. Right on, on that. Oh, app. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, right. it's the perfect venue for a date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, January 6th was the best date of my life. Well, anyway, so I, I want to move on. Uh, David, you actually had a story you wanted to bring up because it goes right into this idea of throwing fear into Americans. And so tell us what you got there. The FBI has adopted a new rule, and it, it's about gun buyers. If you buy a gun or uh, try to buy a gun, and the NICS system, where a gun dealer has to, to send your name off to the NCIS, if you are rejected or if it is delayed, then the gun dealer is required to report your name, address, and birth date to the FBI. If you successfully buy a gun, the only thing they have to report is your name and state. But obviously, this is an, another attempt to intimidate people from buying guns for their own protection. Let me ask you some technical questions about that. So someone goes in to buy a gun, and then I'm assuming you're talking about the paper they fill out uh, before they purchase the gun is sent to... The background check. Yeah, background check. And if they fail that background check, the gun shop itself has to turn that information over to the FBI. Is that what you're saying? That's what the I understand the new rule to say, yes. All right, how come they just don't require whoever did the background check to turn that name over to the FBI? I mean, why, why does the gun shop have to do it? Well, the gun shop's the one doing the background check. I mean, they're the ones submitting the paper for the background check. Yeah, but whoever's mm. actually doing the background check is the one that said, oh, don't give this guy a gun. Why don't they turn that name over to the, the FBI? I don't understand why the... You're saying yeah. you're saying that why doesn't the people who decline the purchase send yeah. the notification out, not mm -hmm. the people who yeah, get I, noticed if, of the decline? If I'm the agency that declined it or the government agency that declined it, why don't I turn it over to the FBI? Well, it's real simple. The, the, the gun shop is heavily regulated. The gun shop has to worry about the government allowing them to continue to do their business. So the gun shop is the one... That, that the FBI, and when I say the FBI, don't forget the ATF, 
to the uh, the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms uh, unit is under the FBI or it's under the Department of Justice. So they have the leverage to require them to do it. Well, being a cynic that I am, I'm thinking that's just like a publicity stunt here that is going to make people scared to go to the gun shop and try to order a gun, whether yeah. or not they feel that they are approved or not approved, because if you're not, for whatever reason, your name's going to be turned over to the FBI. I mean, I have absolutely no reason to fear when I go to try to buy a gun. But every time I fill out that form to get one, I'm thinking, you know, is there something, somebody knows something about me? Right. What's going to pop that, up, right? That yeah. I didn't know about or that I didn't think about? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Mm. And now if I think that, oh, now this gun shop is going to turn my name over to the FBI if I fail this test, because that's what it really is, right? A test. It's going to make me even more afraid to go to purchase a gun. You start spreading that around to your neighbor. Your other neighbors hear that. And it's just my cynic way of thinking this is just a publicity stunt to throw more fear, because we know they're good at that, into the American people to do or not do something that they want you to do. They want to control your life. You know what else it could do, though, that would be really ironic is it could just incredibly supercharge the black market for guns because it's like starting to look like you might be better off just buying a gun illegally. Well, yeah, it's and the government good. not knowing about it's it at take all. Take your chances either way, right? Right. Yeah, it's, right. It's, it's, I don't think someone like me would ever do that. It's, it's a would. I don't even think it's a could. You know, if they keep it up, it will create a black market. We learned that from Prohibition yeah. and a lot of other Imagine things. just buying things. a gun and not worrying about any of that stuff. That's what all the criminals do. <laughs> and Marty, you know, you mentioned <laughs> and they the, carry it. You mentioned the word fear. You know, all these topics we're talking about, it's to instill fear. It's fear mongering. And we as a people, as a free people in these here United States of America, cannot live by fear. Right. You know, we mm -hmm. can't allow the intimidation to continue. We got to stand up, we got to stand tall, and we got to stand united, as Trump had mentioned. Yeah, and, and, and I'm glad you keep making that point because that point needs to be made, and I don't think I make it enough. And uh, I think it does need to be repeated on this program, you know, that we have to stand up to the fear that's out there. We can't, you know, let it strangle us and stop us from doing what we would normally do in our everyday lives, especially in our patriot lives. But here's another story, PayPal. Yeah, I, I came across this story, and I was like, I really can't believe this. But anyway, PayPal issued a new policy that said it was prohibiting customers from using its services for sending, posting, or publication of any message, content, or materials that would be misinformation. Or derogatory to a minority group or somebody who right. else is According really snowflake so, feeling. Yeah, so PayPal determines that your social media post violated any of these, you know, what they call misinformation guidelines, not only will they kick you out of PayPal, they will fine you $2,500 for each posting that you made. Now, <laughs> PayPal has come out yesterday, I believe it was, and said, oh, that was an error. Right. Who stock, believes that's I, an error? I think their stock plunged, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah by five percent. And because yeah. the 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 subtext of all that is like, do not have twenty five dollars or twenty five hundred dollars in PayPal at any time because they can just steal it. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Sorry, David, I cut you off. No problem. I for one canceled my PayPal account, but I'm wondering if it was really an error. Who got fired? Who got fired? Mm. Because if somebody made that kind of error that causes 
stock to plunge that much, they've lost many, many, many accounts. If it was really an inadvertent error, I want to know who got fired over it because any rational company would fire somebody mm -hmm. that made such a dumb mistake that it caused the stock <laughs> to plunge and caused them to lose so many accounts. <laughs> Well, I also want to point this out. Now, a lot of uh, people online, there are a lot of them that had PayPal subscribers that lost subscribers because they canceled their PayPal and no longer have the same amount of subscribers they did prior to this coming out. Wow, so that's, a, that's really a snowball effect. And what you said before, Michael, if that, that's true about, you know, if you speak, derogatorily against a minority group, right? We just talked about the poll numbers, right? right? So the MAGA Republicans are a minority group, right? So is it going to work both ways? Yeah, right? If someone, yeah. someone's derogatory <laughs> against a MAGA Republican, that's a minority. We just confirmed that. Well, it, you know, it, it never can't works. just work one way. You see, you see, uh, they put a stipulation in there. It is at their discretion. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Whether they're going to steal from you or not. Yeah. David, yeah, hey, I... So. That's an excellent point you made that uh, if it was an error, someone obviously should have been fired because I'm sure there's a lot of stockholders out there that are quite upset about this and want answers to this supposed error that took place. And maybe someone will get fired, but I doubt it because you can't put that type of language in an updated policy as an error. Mm -hmm. They ain't really intended to do this until they got the massive blowback that they received. My question is, how did they not anticipate they were going to get a massive blowback from it? Perhaps because they think nobody really reads those, you know, 80-page policies anyway. Yeah. And User agreements. Yeah. yeah. And they just said, oh, I accept it, right? Because the new policy comes out. You have to agree to the new policy. You Everybody clicks the button. But, you know, some people actually read it and saw it and raised the alarm about it. But eventually, it was going to come out. Since they find the first person $2,500 for posting misinformation, I just wish, you know, rather than catching what was in that policy beforehand, it got caught after they took $2,500 out of somebody's account. Because then there would no, be no way could they claim that this was an error at that point. Mm -hmm. We all know it's not an error anyway. Yeah. But look, even if PayPal says this was an error, we know people out there are thinking about this. So it's not just PayPal we have to worry about. You got to worry about Stripe. You got to worry about all these other global merchants out there who are now concocting these crazy ideas in their head. And maybe it's a ridiculous idea today, but I've seen 20 years ago ridiculous ideas no, yeah. that were laughed at back then that are now accepted everywhere. And we all know the craziest idea is that a boy is actually a girl or a girl is actually a boy yeah. and that there's more than two sexes. Who would have thought 30 years ago anybody would accept that? You would have been run out. Now we have major medical centers performing these surgeries and embarrassed when people catch them doing it. Oh, absolutely. And you have schools that don't want to tell the parents if the child wants to make a decision. Yep, schools uh, encouraging it actively. Well, this is what we had today. I think we got through everybody's story that everybody wanted to talk about. But I think the theme of this is that we got a government out there, uh, and it's not just the Biden administration. It's the schools. It's the universities. It's a whole lot of people. It's the media out there trying to feed fear into the lives of patriots out there in America to either do something or not do something. And we can 
close our ears, we can shut our eyes, we can close our mouths and hope we can ignore it and it'll go away. But it's not going to go away. It's going to come to our doorsteps. It's coming to our doorsteps. And it's best to fight it now before it becomes worse. Because the longer you wait, the more difficult it is and the harder it is to regain that territory. When you start laying down, you start making mistakes, you start ignoring things that are obvious in front of your face when the enemy's coming at you, don't think that you can just, you know, wake up and regain that territory. It doesn't work that way. They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. They're going to see that as a sign of weakness, and they are going to hammer you even harder. So as patriots, let's get out there. This is a shout-out Patriot show, so let's shout it out. Please visit uh, Shout Out Patriots on my Substack page and subscribe to it. I hope you do. And you'll get uh, weekly updates when we come out with my articles or our updated podcasts out there. So go to it. Subscribe to it. Tell your friends. And uh, please share. Share the episodes. Like them. The more people that share it, uh, the more people that get a chance to watch it and the greater distribution that we get. So anyway, thanks for joining us. And we hope to catch you next Tuesday, barring any other medical emergencies or babies being born or whatever. (laughs) So uh, anyway, until then, thank you, and we'll see you later. Bye-bye now.